0: This is Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Thanks for joining us. Today, our director, April Bordeaux, will be having a conversation with Brittany Gibson, one of Care to Change's therapists, and they will be discussing PTSD in the church as part of our church leader topic series. We appreciate you listening, and we hope we are continuing to foster practical solutions for positive change
1: everyone welcome back to the care to change podcast we're so glad that you joined us today i'm april bordeaux and we have with us britney gibson returning so hello Brittany. thanks for coming back hello nice to be here this topic that we have this week uh, we're talking about post-traumatic stress disorder otherwise known as ptsd and the church This is a part of our church leader series, and so far we have talked about mental health in the church, we've talked about addiction in the church, we've even talked about power and control, some really heavy topics, this is no different, talking about PTSD in Mm -hmm. the church, and so, wow, um, what a big topic that we have for us today that we're going to try to tackle in our short time that we have together. Um, Before we get started, though, in case those of you that are listening are new to our podcast or um, watching are new to Brittany, uh, welcome. Would you tell us just about maybe um, your top three issues that you see here at Care to Change?
2: Absolutely. So uh, my name is Brittany Gibson, and I'm a therapist here, and I work a lot with um, trauma. I work a lot with um, grief and loss and anxiety and depression, um, I work a lot with women and couples. Um, and I'm EMDR trained, which is a type of therapy that works specifically
1: at treating trauma. Awesome. No wonder you're so busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because is there any issue that you didn't just list? I would say I listed quite a few. <laughs> I mean, between marriage and trauma and addiction, you've pretty much hit them all, yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> um so yeah, this is why you're so busy. But I'm glad that you were able to take a few minutes and join us today to talk about this important topic, PTSD in the church. I mean, wow. Um, this is such a big topic. Mm -hmm. Um, can you first give me, um, and those who are listening, an idea of, um, how many people are affected by what we call PTSD? What can you give an idea of what the prevalence is? So
2: trauma is defined as just any series of events. And so, people can have lots of people can have trauma. PTSD only can affect a small portion of people who have trauma. Okay. So about 8 million people in the U S can experience trauma or PTSD specific symptoms in a year. Okay. And what is that? When you boil that down to
1: one end, do you know what that number is?
2: Um, that is so about 10% of women develop PTSD okay. and 4% of men out of a hundred.
1: Okay. So 10%, that's Mm -hmm. one in 10. One in 10. So we're talking to the one in 10 and that's, that's a big number. It doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, when you think about when you are going to dinner with your girlfriends, there's usually six, eight, 10 girls, Mm -hmm. you know, that at least one lady in that group and then 4% is lower lower than that so it's a bigger number mm-hmm. you know my guess is
2: it's much higher I, I right mean, and that's just reported symptoms right. too so that's people that seek help there's a lot of people that could be having symptoms of ptsd that just aren't feeling comfortable for to seek help and so you know as a therapist too and and you know we have lots of different resources for trauma i know that number is
1: higher right so share with those who are listening or watching There's a difference between acute and chronic, right? Absolutely. So talk, because some people think, well, I never went to war, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't have PTSD, you Mm -hmm. know, and others say, well, it was just, you know, it was just a car accident. I can't, it can't be PTSD. So talk about the difference between chronic and acute PTSD.
2: So acute stress disorder or acute PTSD is symptoms that you can have right after the event. And when we say trauma, we're considering at this time anything that that is affects you, essentially. So a series of events or circumstances that are emotionally harmful to your life or life-threatening. So you mentioned a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a very traumatic car accident. Mm -hmm. Um, You could also have, you know, a traumatic loss. You know, if you lose someone in a very traumatic way, that can be trauma. Um, You know, of course, we think of, you know, um, war and people going off to combat as trauma. But there are things that can happen in your everyday life that's trauma, abuse. Um, I've worked a lot with women who have traumatic birth experiences as Mm -hmm. well. And so, you know, anytime Mm -hmm. you feel like your life is threatened in any way, that's trauma.
1: So, some sort of distressing event mm-hmm. that's unwelcomed um, that interrupts the flow of life. Absolutely right. So that no wonder, right? Mm-hmm. And my guess is, like you said, there's a lot more. Um, a, a lot of times, what we see, I know here at Care to Change, is someone will come in because they'll say, "My anxiety has flared up." That's a mm-hmm. quote, flared <laughs> up, flared up. Okay, all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> experiencing anxiety. Where did this come from? And Um, when you start to dive into what does the anxiety mean and Mm -hmm. and do you want to just manage the anxiety or do you want to find out what the root cause is? A lot of times you can trace that back to some sort of distressing event. Event, yes. Um, and sometimes, well, that, I don't have it, you know, and they'll, you know, as women, especially we minimize, oh, that wasn't a big deal. I, at least I didn't go through you know, fill in the blank. And so it's not that big of a mm-hmm. deal. And so it comes out as anxiety or it comes out even as depression Absolutely. or it comes out as in bad dreams or can't sleep or, mm-hmm. and so it comes out. So since we're kind of going down that path, share with those listening, um, some of the symptoms. When you say PTSD, we know it's, we know it's underreported. Absolutely. We know that unexpected or unwelcomed events Mm -hmm. happen every single day. Mm -hmm. So how would someone say, wow, I'm, this might be PTSD. What are the symptoms?
2: So symptoms for PTSD include having um, flashbacks to the events. Uh, You could also be having nightmares to the events. Um, Or just nightmares about different fears or themes related to that event. So if it was a loss, if you lost someone losing somebody else close to you, or somebody else getting hurt. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be about that specific event, but kind of general themes Mm -hmm. too. Um, there also can be a lot of like avoidance. So maybe you were in a traumatic car accident. Now you don't drive Mm -hmm. or now you feel yourself just getting really tense Mm -hmm. driving Mm -hmm. and you just, there's a lot of body and physical sensations that come a lot too. Mm -hmm. So if you're just, um, you know, walking down and you hear something that could trigger your mind to, to go back to that event and then your body is activated. So a lot of times the fight, flight or freeze response is what we, we talk about that being activated as a result of, Um, the trauma. So anything can trigger that. You feel a lot of physical symptoms with post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of avoidance too, like I'm going to avoid going to certain things, activities, nightmares, flashbacks, and just kind of a lot of physical uncomfortableness
1: Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So, so it can invade your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, it can invade your behavior. Um, you know, eating, sleeping, you've said, um, how does PTSD affect relationships?
2: So it makes it very difficult in relationships because you could, um, shut down, be avoidant to, um, talking about it with other people. So you could be very guarded in your responses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you are struggling with nightmares or flashbacks, sometimes, um, those could cause you to be aggressive or Mm -hmm. to, um, want to hurt someone in a way that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it can be very hard on the family too. You know, you know, they say, well, I know that mom can't do this because Mm -hmm. of this situation. Like I know mom doesn't drive because she was in an accident and now Mm -hmm. she's scared of it. So it can affect just lots of different nuances in your life and in your relationships and marriage, parenting, things like that.
1: You just, you just said the word marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if, the PTSD or the trauma is related to some sort of, um, in, in the past, maybe, um, sexual trauma, sexual trauma, sexual Mm -hmm. abuse, things like the, I said the word, I said the word. So I hope we didn't, (laughs) I hope we didn't lose people. You know, there, there are words you say and people sort of recoil a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the reality is we have to say it because it's real. It is very, it's happening. It has happened. And so that can even impact intimacy in a marriage. Um, we have so many women that's like, I don't understand why just, can't you know fill in the blank with mm-hmm. my husband it relates to intimacy or mm-hmm. feel close and again you kind of you kind of dr- drill down and kind of oh, like okay well let's talk through it then that was way back when I it's was not affecting me that's, now. no it's not that no. and um, then the more we understand the impact of trauma on the body and on the brain, on the brain. Um, how can it not affect relationships if your body and your brain are impacted, it's going to impact those around you. Absolutely.
2: Your body and your brain are connected. And so if you have any type of um, sexual trauma history, Mm -hmm. your body is going to um, protect you is what Mm -hmm. it's trying to do. What happens is it gets generalized to everybody Mm -hmm. is going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. um, And that's that trauma response. And so then your body is going to try to protect you whether you want it to or not. It's been triggered, which then affects intimacy and, and your relationships too. Yes. Yes.
1: So, so we know that it's prevalent Mm -hmm. um we know some of the symptoms and we will put in the notes section um, a more comprehensive list of the symptoms for you so that you can look those Mm -hmm. through as well um so for those who are listening or watching they say okay I know I have it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I realize this is what it is, or my spouse does, or maybe my child does, or my grandchild, or my grandparent, or someone that I love. This is what I'm suspecting it might be. Um, What do I do about it?
2: So the first thing with, um, I think, with PTSD is we know that we have to reach out for help. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of those symptoms are just so uncomfortable and can be really devastating and unbearable and that's a lot of burden for you to take on for yourself Mm -hmm. and so reaching out to someone that you trust and say hey i think this might be something that i need help with where can i go Mm -hmm. um and so you know talking with a friend a loved one someone trusted a pastor someone that can, you know, help you navigate through mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, reaching out for help and, and, um, you know, there's a lot of really effective therapies, EMDR being one of them mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier being trained in that really targets the, the response that we have for, um, trauma and works to kind of deactivate that so that you can not be so uncomfortable and so burdened with those symptoms.
1: Yeah. 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 You mentioned the church, um, and that's really, I mean, this is in the series of Mm -hmm. church leaders. Um, We would ask that church leaders who are watching this would um, know that PTSD is real. I Mm -hmm. think sometimes, you know, our media wants to either overplay or underplay Mm -hmm. the impact of PTSD. I think sometimes when we think of PTSD, we think of war. That's what Um, comes to mind. You know, and You know, So like, okay, yeah, it's there and not really understanding um, the impact Mm -hmm. that having these symptoms that you've mentioned really has on someone's life. And so a church leader, the beauty of being a church leader is um, someone who is suffering may not be able to say this is PTSD and we don't ask or expect church leaders to diagnose and and (laughs) all of that. This is more about awareness, but someone will say, I can't sleep through the night. Or I've been having these bad dreams and I don't understand why. Or um, I decided to have two glasses of wine that turned into three, which turned into four, because I just can't shake this fill-in-the-blank thought. And so, you know, a normal response is to call your church leader. Mm -hmm. You know, a pastor, um, reverend, priest, and just say, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. You, You trust your church leader. And so they call you and they say, I'm just, you know, my marriage is a wreck and I don't understand why I'm having flashbacks. I'm not eating well, whatever they list as the symptoms, you know, to keep antennas up. But then as a church leader listening or, um, church leader support or care team listening to that, you know, it's the, our response as Christians and, you know, we're faith-based at care to change So Mm -hmm. we want to include this too, but our response as Christians is often, you know, what has God said to you or where, what does the scripture say to you about this? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's easy to quote scripture, you know, um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. And we can begin to quote these and, um, which are valid. We want, yeah. we want truth spoken absolutely to someone who has, ex- or is experiencing symptoms of PTSD to hear, pray more, listen to mm. worship music Here's some scriptures to meditate on, which are all good. Yeah. Right. We want that to happen. We would even at the right time say those things, um, and ask, you know, for that as a backup. But when it affects the brain, uh, and the body, um, what we don't want to do is at first of all, you know, give trite platitudes, Mm -hmm. Right just pray more about it. Just meditate on the scripture. It's good to do. We want them to do that. Absolutely. Meditation is good Mm -hmm. for the brain and and the restorative process. But if we leave it there, then we could end up having frustrated Christians. Mm -hmm. Like, why? maybe I'm not praying enough. Maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe I'm not, you know, listening to the best Christian music Mm -hmm. or worship music. And so what would you say to church leaders in saying, you know what? Um, tell your people to lean on, um, God's word and Mm -hmm. to meditate on his truths and to fill your mind with things that are going to lift your spirits and, um, you know, definitely lift your burdens to God. He says, he tells us to do that. Um, but what would you say to church leaders? Like, when is it time to say, you know what, this might be a little bit of what I've heard PTSD. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I, I need to refer you out Refer you out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I would say if you have been working with someone, you know, you've met with them several times, you know, you've kind of gone through what, you know, scripture and prayer and, you know, meditation and kind of working on their sleep and eating, you know, kind of those things and things just still aren't better after you know, I would just say a few weeks because we know that those symptoms can just continue to escalate, then I would say it's probably time at that point to just reach out to, Mm -hmm. you know, a trusted provider that, you know, is going to kind of take the reins and be able to treat all of it, Mm -hmm. you know, that can treat the trauma, but then also to here at care to change, what we do is we, we do incorporate faith. So we are going to encourage them to find power in scripture and God, but
1: also we're going to treat the brain and we're Mm going to treat the other symptoms that are going along with it as well. Right. Right. I love, um, I read in Dr. Amen's book, Ending Mental Illness, he said, um, that, you know, when our back is hurting or our knees are hurting, we go to the doctor mm-hmm. and they order an MRI, right? Or, um, we feel like something's happening internally and so they take blood work and mm-hmm. so they're, they're doing these tests to find out what's happening with our body and then they give you a treatment plan, you know, see a physical therapist mm-hmm. or wear this brace or, um, have this surgery to correct it, but when it comes to our minds, we don't say go get a, a brain scan. And mm-hmm. so when someone says, "Oh, I might be having these symptoms," we don't say, oh, I wonder what's happening in your brain. Let's go order a brain scan." Right. I wish that we could. Wish that everybody came in and we could just give them a brain scan. Then we could t- say we would see it, right? Um, and we would know. But that's not the way it works. And right. So we have to um, really ask more questions. And mm-hmm. so if you're listening. Or if someone that you know is saying, "I'm having these symptoms, I can't sleep at night, I'm having bad dreams, I, you know, I I have been drinking more, I I you know whatever the mm-hmm. the coping mechanism is, or I've been journaling and reading my Bible and and going to church and praying and and I it's still happening and I'm really frustrated because at that point people start to question God, right? Absolutely. And so they if we just tell faith. them only pray more, you know, so, okay, well is God not powerful enough to take this away? Or why isn't he healing me? me. Why is, you know, I'm
2: praying, I'm doing all of these things. Why is it not happening for me? And then that can lead to a lot of shame and
1: guilt, which then only further questions God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we would say, reach out. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you bring with you by chance a resource to share? Absolutely. Good, good. So one of my favorite books that I like to
2: recommend for trauma is called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. What I really like about this book is that it is so relatable, but it also talks about um, in your body, how your body reacts to trauma. So it kind of talks about everything that we just talked about and then goes further into deeper about how your body reacts to trauma and how it can continue to react and be triggered to Mm -hmm. trauma. Um, Another good book is try softer. Um, I know that's one we recommend a lot. I think that one is really good as well for how trauma can just follow us sometimes if it's not been resolved and how it can continue to affect us, even when we Mm -hmm. may not realize it's been affecting us.
1: Both good books, both good books, the Mm -hmm. body keeps score and try softer, both written very differently. One's more medical, (laughs) one's more, very different kind of books, but both very good books. And Mm so, um, I I guess in this, we, we want to just tell you that it, you know, obviously it's prevalent watch for symptoms. If you know Mm -hmm. that you are experiencing symptoms, taking care of your body, Mm -hmm. um, you know, rest and nutrition, we didn't, we didn't touch on that, but really taking care of your body getting the support systems that you need. And if you've done these things and you say it's just not working, uh, to reach out, um, to not suffer in silence, to not suffer alone, to not question, you know, your relationship with God and such, but really reach out. Mm -hmm. We have a care line that you can email or text. Uh, We'll put that number down in the notes below. But if this is you or someone that you love and you have questions and you say, wow, we just, we don't know where to go. uh, I think this might be me or it might be someone that I love. Email us, text us, write to us. We are here for you. It's why we're here. We want to really offer you practical solutions for positive change. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, again, I know you have a lot. Uh, uh, Brittany well, oversees our <laughs> uh, clinical team here. So she oversees all of our therapists in addition to, to what you heard um, that she sees uh, in terms of issues. So thank you all for joining us. Um, please come back, and we hope to see you soon.
0: You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.